Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Well, it was another heartbreaker for the Phoenix Suns as they lose in Game 5 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, we're all shaking our heads. How do you stop the Bucks? You can play great defense. You can force tough shots. And Milwaukee tonight wouldn't miss. And when they did miss, they'd get the offensive board or the 50-50 ball. Every fucking time. Every time. As well as Phoenix played. They pushed it all the way down to one point in that final minute. As well as they played, the bunks, the Bucks were just simply better. For the second time this season, the Suns have lost three straight games. They first did so to get to 8-8 eight and eight back on January 27th. They've now done it in the NBA Finals. Welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome, Matthew. How are you doing? Hey, John. Uh, not too good. Uh, I mean, you summed it up perfectly right there. You know, just everything went the Bucks' way. Um, not to say refs or anything like that. The ball just bounced their way tonight, and they hit difficult shots. All of them were pretty much Michael Jordan-esque all <laughs> night long, and it was it was unreal. I've never seen anything like that. You know, when the Suns had everything go their way in the first half, in the first quarter, after that, it was just Bucks could not miss one shot. I know they missed some shots, but it did not seem like they did. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where – I mean, the, the Bucks missed 12 shots in the first quarter. For the next two quarters, they missed a total of 13. And like you said, you yeah. know, we were watching the game together, and you were like, dude, like, is everybody Jordan on this team? The Suns were playing good <laughs> defense. They were. They, it's not like they were throwing up bad defense. There was some bad defense in the second quarter with a lot of wide-open threes. But come the second half, the Suns really did a good job of forcing Milwaukee into some tough situations. And the Bucks just hit the shots. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Giannis doing fallaways. It was just a smorgasbord of getting fucked is what it felt like. It just every which way yep. it came from, the Suns just couldn't ultimately overcome. And then, of course, a lot of people sit and they'll take a look at that last possession with Devin Booker. Suns down one point. Devin Booker going down. He gets to the free throw line with P.J. Tucker yeah. on him. Has a chance to take his patented free throw line jumper. and Decides he wants to get in a little bit more ultimately turns the ball over and the worst case scenario situation happens on that possession turnover fast break alley-oop dunk by Giannis so there's your highlight that we'll be seeing on ESPN for the next three days and an and one yeah that's why we don't watch that stuff right but uh yeah he was there he was there for the shot and I honestly thought I was like oh this is it he had PJ Tucker on him pull up make that jump shot he's been on fire all game I thought it was over. I thought the Suns would take the lead there. And I was like, there's no way we're going to win this game. But when Book was entering underneath a three-point line, I'm like, this is over, dude. The Suns got this and just went too deep. Went too deep on that play. But Yep. Well, you know, it's a seven-game series. The Suns are down 3-2. So it is headed back to Milwaukee. And they're going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to win on Milwaukee's floor. And I think the frustrating thing 
is for the past two games, I felt like the Suns were, you know, uh, uh, they deserve to be here. They're the better team. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, they couldn't pull it out. So uh, with that being said, let, said let's, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast. He's Matthew. I'm John. We'll see if Espo, Saul, and Dave join us at some point. Uh, but I'm definitely cracking open a cold one because I need it. And let's talk about this loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. So it is a game five loss for the Phoenix Suns, and they are now down three to two in the series to the Milwaukee Bucks. Welcome to Saul. Welcome to Espo. How are you gentlemen feeling? Uh, you know what? If the Suns are going to win a title, they're going to do it in the most brutal, grueling, painful way possible. And somehow that feels like it would be about appropriate for everything this fan base has ever been through. So you know what? There's still a game. There's still a chance that there's two games. So why the hell not Suns and Seven? Let's just, you know what? It sucks. The last three games have sucked. But you know what? If if anything can happen, anything's possible, right? And if, if they're going to win it, you know they were going to put us through the ringer before they did it at any point. So why not? Why not? Let's keep it... Let's keep a little bit of faith in these guys, even though they haven't warranted it over the last three games right now. Uh, How you feeling, Saul? Honestly, I mean, I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off, but Jesus Christ, the Bucks were unbelievable in the second, third, and half of the fourth quarter. I mean, and Middleton finishing it out the way he did. I mean, those were tough shots. I mean, I mean, uh, Bridges could only do so much to defend Middleton on that one shot. And it just, I, it's again, you know, I know a lot of people are going to have PTSD and, and say, you know, we just can't catch a break and stuff, but it, it was rough. It was rough, but you know, this team came back. I mean, I, I can only, there were so many people on Twitter that gave up on, on the team in the fourth quarter thinking that they didn't even have a shot. And then they got to within one. And then, you know, we all know what happened in the last 30 seconds, which is, very unbelievable, and it's just – it's frustrating. That's what it is. It's frustrating. But, again, like Espo said, they still got one more game to go um, to possibly extend this and get it back here for a game seven. Um, it's not over. It's just not over. And this team hasn't lost four games in a row since way back in, what, January. And, no. Uh, and they haven't so, lost four in a row this season. Okay, there you go. And so, you know, I just – is it really going to happen here in the finals? God damn, I hope oh. it does Look, it's time for Monty to look in the mirror, though. Monty's given a lot of speeches to these guys. It's time for him to give himself one because there were questionable calls. I don't know what that small lineup was trying to accomplish in the second quarter. There are things that he needs to clean up, too. This is not just on the team. This is not a, you know, everything's on the other side of hard moment at this point. It's Look at yourself and decide what you can change, how you can well, I, uh, impact I also think, I, Well, I also think that, you know, it, it, that the same thing can be said about Devin Booker and, and Chris Paul. There oh, were moments where they were just kind of in a funk, and they didn't trust their teammates. 
Bridges had an unbelievable night shooting. Could barely get the rock. Cam Johnson, I don't think he missed a three tonight. Couldn't get the rock. Like, you got to trust your teammates. That's what made you so, so successful all year. And then it came crunch time. And, and, and in the third quarter, when they were struggling to find a bucket, they didn't trust their teammates. And they were open. Like, you got to do that. And, and Booker, on the stats, you know, obviously he had 40-plus points. And he had, I think he had 10 or 12 straight for the Suns to keep them alive. But, again, like, you know, a lot of people are pointing out, like, the one thing that the Suns team could do all season long was share the ball. And in in these last couple of games, the ball has not been shared as much as before. If you'd have told me before the game that Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden all were going to have 20-plus points, I'd have say that they won. But that wouldn't have counted for what I'm going to call the Drew Holiday game. And I could see it coming in the first quarter. He was hitting a couple shots. Even though he fouled out, I thought, uh-oh, you know, he, 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 I can tell he's feeling himself. And he had a hell of a game tonight, too. He finally bounced back and shot the ball well, and then he made the, the best play of the game by ripping Devin Booker when the, when, when the game was on the line. You got to make well, plays like that. that that's on Booker, that. though. He drives well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold let, on. Let, let's back up. I want to talk about Drew Holiday real quick. And Saul's exactly right. Drew, This was the Drew Holiday game. And again, you know, kind of to echo what Espo said, Monty Williams does need to look in the mirror as a coach, and so does Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker, the guys who are responsible for guarding Drew Holiday. Because guess what? The Suns did exactly what they should have done the first quarter. They got Drew Holiday into foul trouble. And then what happened? Seven turnovers by the Bucks, and the Suns go absolutely apeshit in the first quarter and have a 16-point lead. And then no one attacks Drew the rest of the, the, rest of the second quarter. Nobody tries to put, get him in foul trouble. Take a look at the series. Anytime Devin Booker gets close to foul trouble, the Bucks attack. And that did not occur tonight. That what it didn't go on the other side. Drew didn't sit down, or I'm sorry, Monty didn't sit down with Chris Paul in a timeout and say, hey, attack that man. Get him in foul trouble. Because if you don't, he's going to start cooking. And guess what? He started cooking. He started distributing. He started putting his stamp on this game. And it was preventable if you had, from a head coaching standpoint, made the observation to attack. And the Suns are known to do this. When Anthony Davis was hurt in the first round, Devin Booker attacked him and got him out of the game. And there's, there's nothing wrong with going out of weakness. That's how you win these games, how you win finals, how you become champions. Devin Booker, Kev, Chris Paul, and but most importantly, Monty Williams did not make those adjustments today. In the second quarter, he didn't make the adjustments. He went the small lineup that Espo mentioned. And guess what? They come out, they shoot one for six from three, and their 16-point lead goes to an eight-point lead. And he doesn't call a timeout. And it's just, you know, these are very, very poor coaching decisions that we've seen in these last two or three games from Monty Williams, where he's not stopping momentum, where we've seen the likes of Ty Lue in the, in the Western Conference Finals take huge timeouts to kill momentum. Monty hasn't been doing it, and I don't know why he isn't. But he hasn't done it all year. A Tiger doesn't change his stripes, especially when you get to this point. So the timeout isn't what bothers me the most. It's the fact that Chris Middleton starts cooking you, right? And you leave. Mikhail Bridges on him, who the stats even said last game in that fourth quarter got killed by Chris Middleton. So what it didn't start changing until you switched Booker onto him, right? At some point, you need to look at these things and accept, yes, Mikhail Bridges is a very good player, but he cannot guard Chris Middleton right now and change it up. Bring in Tory Craig in some of those minutes. Let Booker play those minutes if he's going to get up in him. Those are the coaching decisions that bother me more because you could see it in the numbers. Timeout's fine. I get it, but that's Monty. That's the way he's done it. 
But matchups, you got to be smarter than that because the little things are what's going to make the difference and have made the difference in these last two games. And and that was that was a massive mistake by the Suns coaching staff. Yeah, and everything John was saying earlier too where the timeouts weren't called, uh, moving the ball, trusting your teammates. That is everything the Bucks were doing tonight. They were trusting their teammates. They were calling the timeouts in the right spots whenever the Suns would get on a run. Towards the end of the game, of course, the Suns are going to come back, and it's very hard to stop for a team like the Bucks. But it's just like the coaching, it almost seems like, you know, he's being outcoached in a way that he just can't adjust because, Espo, you're right. It's been like this a lot during the season, and it, there was never any really adjustments that you can make that Monty can make during the game to really change anything. And it's bleeding over into these games, and, yeah, Suns, they, they haven't lost four games in a row. But we said a lot about, you know, they haven't done this yet, but it's happening in – right now in the finals and the Suns just got to figure it out quick because it's do or die next game. Well, and going back to the start of that second quarter, which I really feel like, you know, again, you can take stretches of time throughout different games and you can really go, you know what? That might've lost them the game. You go back to the Devin Booker possession in game five, where the ball went off of PJ Tucker's foot. He's frustrated. He gets, he picks up his fifth foul on PJ Tucker on the other side of the floor. When the Suns were up six, that could have cost them potentially game four. That was that little, uh, segment of time. That's what happens in the NBA Finals. Everything's magnified. But you go back to that second quarter, the Bucks were a plus 14 with Giannis on the bench. And you know what? Monty Williams didn't bring Devin Booker back in the game till 6-14 left in the quarter. Why? Is he saving his minutes for Tokyo? What's Why? Why is he not out there trying to get this team back on track or to, 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 to continue to buffer that lead that they had instead of letting them come all the way back? Because he thought that Devin Booker was going to come in that game and do what Chris Middleton did instead of him. That was why he held him out, because he wanted a closer and he knew Chris Paul couldn't be the closer. That was the problem. And Devin Booker wasn't the closer. Chris Middleton decided he was going to come in and be the closer. This game, this series is going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to two alley-oops that involved Giannis, one mm -hmm. that was a block and the one that he got tonight after the turnover, and it's going to come down to two things with Devin Booker. When he couldn't keep his cool after after that ball went off P.J. Tucker and they called it off of him, and then him deciding to go full Kobe and drive into three guys and have nowhere to go. And that's why Drew Holiday got that ball away from him because he went into hero ball mode in the last seconds. And he didn't, they didn't have a play. They didn't have, uh, he didn't look but for But they had teammates. a timeout. Why didn't they call a timeout? What? I don't like the timeouts, sir. I think you take I, the momentum. I think Booker had it. You guys didn't trust Booker at the end Booker with that. I told no, you Booker drove into three guys. Yeah, he had the shot. He, had, he continued he, going he down. Had the it shot was such a bad decision. He did not have it. Yeah, he should have taken the shot. He drove yeah. into the lane, which was the bad decision, and wasn't looking for a teammate. That that was the problem there. Mm -hmm. Take the shot if you have it. He didn't, and he made a bad choice. Ran into three guys, and Drew Holiday ripped it away from him. That's that's the difference here. And think yeah, about that in that situation. Out, though, John. Go ahead. No, just when Booker's out in the first quarter, second quarter, whenever you you're hoping that Chris Paul can come in when he is in and do what he was doing in the last playoff series. The finals he has never taken over yet. He hasn't had those quarters where it's like when Booker's out, we can trust him because you can't trust him tonight. You just can't trust his play, whether he's injured or whatever. You just can't. I mean, he had that nice shot towards the end, which maybe should have been an and one to tie the game, 
Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's not doing a lot to help the team, especially when Booker is out. We just need that other guy. The, the offense looks good when Paul is not on the floor. It sucks to say, uh, no. but it's two games in a row. This wasn't Chris Paul. Chris Paul played a pretty damn good game overall. This isn't on Chris Paul tonight. This this is on okay. uh, a, a second quarter where they got out coached, and then a couple poor decisions towards the end the one thing you could say about chris paul is what the hell are you fouling Giannis on that for yeah you're not stopping him you're at his groin and his hands are already above the basket let him score and have a chance to tie the game if you want to rip chris paul that's where you rip chris paul but the rest of his game was not bad tonight i just i let me pull up exact numbers cp3 tonight goes 9 of 16, 21 points, 11 assists, 2 rebounds, right? And then the turnovers, he had 1. This was not on Chris Paul. Chris Paul bounced back tonight from where he was the other night. Game 4, yes, Chris Paul. Tonight, no. That was not Chris Paul's fault. Well, the the, the other thing that, you know, we have to credit here is like Matthew was saying while we were watching the game. We were playing a bunch of Jordans out there tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks shot 57.5% from the field. That is tied for the 12th best finals performance by a team ever. And for the majority of the game, until that fourth quarter, they were at 63%, which would be the best shooting night ever. The best shooting night in finals history was 62.5% by the Los An- or the Orlando Magic against the Los Angeles Lakers back in 09. They ultimately lost that series. Uh, but, I mean, it was historic shooting. There was no 50-50 balls have gone our way for the past two games. Every offensive re- – I mean, you think about the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks in this game overall shot 50 of 87 from the field, and they had 11 offensive rebounds. So even – you know, they missed 37 shots. 11 of them, they got back. So, you know, 11 divided by 37, mathematically speaking, as I hit my calculator on my computer while I'm trying to talk here, is uh, twenty. that's almost 30, 30% of their missed shots. They got back. Uh-huh. Like you can't That's win cool. games like this. And two Giannis missed free throws. Yes. If they get the board on the Giannis missed free throw, they still can tie it. Yes. It's little things that that screwed up. And we said it. Well, some of us said it at the deadline. They needed to get another big. Mm-hmm. And I got of, ripped uh, for it. I think I it was kept Espo who said that. It. Yeah. And guess what? An extra big would have come up pretty damn helpful in this series. Even even if it was just for two or three minutes, an extra big would have been huge in this series. Rebounding has become a a detriment to this team, and and that it just cost him and poor decision making. I don't. I if Book takes that shot that he has before he drives into three guys, if he misses, they still got time to get the board. And they still have time to foul down one. So yes. they'd still get the ball back with a timeout, only down three likely. So the right play is to take the open shot when you have it rather than driving into no man's land and losing the ball. It just sucks because it was like literally the worst case scenario happened. Literally the worst case scenario. And and he had an otherwise pretty damn good game. I mean, it's not like you look at it. Sure. Shooting uh, was just over 50%, so you're not going to complain too much there. 50% from three, 40 points, four rebounds, three assists. But the play at the end, when you needed him the most, he didn't come up with. And, and, and that 
it just sucks because yes. I had a buddy of mine text and he goes, we thought this was going to be Devin Booker's coronation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's turned into Chris Middleton's coronation. And I've said these two guys are a lot alike when you look at it. And it's just Chris Middleton's getting making the plays at the end right now. And maybe that shifts in these last two games and Devin it's Booker gets have the to. last la- laugh. But holy crap right now, it's it's a crappy place to be sitting. It, it just is. It sucks. And I understand why so many Suns fans are like, here we go again. And and, and we very well may be. This very well may be, uh, may be the biggest, uh, you know, thumb in the eye that we've ever gotten <laughs> because we bought, we bought into this so much. But it, it's what frustrating. Is, that extra big, though, do you think that would have even helped with, like, the turnovers last game, this game, the way they were it shooting? It would have helped I mean, with the – the I know, points, two rebounds in these games on those second chance points in, in both these games make the difference. It's yeah, the little it, things that are going to make the difference. I, I, I'm starting to sound like Al Pacino in every given any given Sunday. It's the inches you see everywhere that make the difference. It's like those rebounds, one or two of them, change the complexion of the game, absolutely. and they didn't have anybody to get it. And you look at the remaining, you know, uh, pieces of our roster: Javon Carter, Langston Galloway, Frank Kaminsky, Etwan Moore, Abdul Nader, Jalen Smith. None of these guys are getting playing time. I guarantee you, we could have used a couple of these guys to get an asset. And uh, you know, Espo, both Matthew and I were. Are you hold on? Are we really talking about gaining a big here? This is crazy uh, because we're, we're so close to winning the finals. Exactly, Next but year, we're not yes. winning. But we're not. I know. Winning. No, no, no. I'm but saying the, the big does not matter because it does matter the, right the, now. The, but if, if they had if, one, it would matter. Really quick, yes. Let me get this out of the way. Go, go, go if, ahead. Ja- if JaVale McGee was, if we got JaVale McGee, would he be playing those crucial minutes against yes, those rebounds? Not the crucial ones. Aiden? No. But he wouldn't be on the floor in the last no, minutes, right? Not the last, not the last minutes, but leading up to those last minutes, yes, he would be. He would have minutes in which he would okay. be boxed up Brooke Lopez. He would, it would be that extra body where Jay Crowder's minutes would be cut a little bit. You throw him in there, and guess what? You're getting extra rebounds or you're negating offensive rebounds and second chance points. That's what's killed us these last two games. The fact that we haven't had the capacity to stop their hustle on the boards. You throw another but, body in there who's bigger than Jay Crowder, and you you know. You get those extra rebounds. And again, you know, this is we're clearly clutching at straws and things. This is an old conversation. But Matthew, you and I were both really big on getting a big at the trade yeah. deadline or in the buyout mal- market. Yeah. market. And, you know, it, it sucks to say that's now it's the NBA finals. And we're like, well, see, it should have happened. But I mean, we were saying that when it happened, the Suns just happened to have played out of their minds since that. The, the trade deadline, not needing a big because they weren't playing in series. They were playing team to team, game to game, and you can have the capacity to beat your team or the opposing team with guard play in those situations. But every team that wins an NBA Finals always has bigs. It's just the way that it goes, man. This is the fucking NBA. AJ in the chat makes a good point, though. The Bucks blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Let's not lose sight of that. This isn't an unbeatable juggernaut. Like Monty said in that post game, after game four, the mistakes that were made here by the Suns allowed two wins. If they play their game, if you see the first quarter Suns come out for four quarters in Milwaukee, we're talking game seven for Thursday. And all bets are off when you get to game seven. Until you find out Scott Foster's the ref. Yeah, no shit. I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. But, and, and <laughs> Not listen, to go there, but, and, and, but but seriously though, like I'm obviously reacting to the games that I've just viewed. The last three games, a blowout and two games where the Suns beat themselves. They did. The Suns beat the, now. Don't get me wrong. I'll give more credit to Milwaukee tonight than I do for Game Four because the Suns clearly beat themselves in Game Four. Tonight, Milwaukee shot crazy, and the Suns still had a shot. So we know they're not a dominant force that's unbeatable. I know that. And can we win in seven? Absolutely we can. But I will react to my frustrations that I'm feeling right now in a game where, again, we once again had a chance to win this game. We had a chance. As as amazing as they played, we had a chance, but we didn't win it. And it's a reminder to everybody who was saying Suns in four and all that bullshit. Winning in the NBA is hard, man. Yeah, but you it know is. what I love? Yeah. The same people that were strutting around Suns and Four and all that crap are the same people right now that are like, it's over. This team sucks. Screw this group. Because, you know, it's called a bandwagon. And that's going to happen. And frustration and, and understanding that and, and critiquing certain things I get. But the complete, screw this, Monty Williams is a bum. I'm done with this group. They're, they're a bunch of frauds. You know, that's ridiculous. All right. Who are these people that you guys Did you, are hearing this? Were you guys not Twitter. on Twitter tonight? Twitter. No, I'll I hand you my it. phone. I you can read all of them. They're they're yeah, frustrating. There's yeah. a few of them in the chat too, but we'll let them. Uh... No, but the Suns, really like... the Suns four stuff is it's kind of cute. It's just a thing it's that the fans cute. like to do. It's and I no one really thought they were gonna win in four. I mean, I even said remember our, our podcast before. I don't even remember how many ago, but I said it might be seven games because this Bucks team is so freaking good that we don't even know once we actually until we start to face them, we'll see how good they are. So. I mean, it's just let them have their fun, I think. Well, exactly. And you know what? There are people in the chat who are yeah, actually Bucks them. fans. Screw who, like <laughs> After they win a game, instead of hanging out with their own people and, and you know talking on fellow Bucks channels and stuff, they come to the Suns right. Jam Session and Suns Solar Panel Podcast. So you know what? We appreciate you, Bucks fans, who decided to come here uh, after a victory to hang out with Suns fans. That's really awesome of you. Uh, everyone, make sure that you hit the thumbs up button and you subscribe, rate, and review while you're here as well. <laughs> Please do. Give us a five-star review and then rip us in the written part. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah, that give me that five-star. Go for it. You can yeah, rip me so all Hit that want. like button and then rip us in the chat. We don't yeah, care. Go for it's it. good for the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Speaking of the dollar-dollar bills, y'all, uh, to Walmart, Guy Fieri, and the guy counting the hundreds. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you on my television again. That's perfect. Walmart guy Fieri. As soon as he said that, I knew he was exactly who you're talking Look, about. Look, I mean, I just that that epitomized my frustration. At one point, when ABC cut to them in the third, yeah. I yelled at my television. My wife's like, "What?" I'm like, "These guys. I don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. They're just show the attractive fans. Show the attractive fans. I don't need to see the attractive the fans. Just don't show me the Walmart guy Fieri and the guy who emptied his bank account so he could count hundreds while Giannis <laughs> is shooting free. It was throw. Monopoly. It was Monopoly money. Man. Get, I don't get me that. get me a camera up in the upper deck where the where the true fans are. <laughs> up there losing their freaking minds and the only reason their hair's as white as walmart guy fieri is because of the damn stress that's what's going on with me like i just that that it's a dumb thing but it was the thing that it was an easy way to let my frustration out tonight yeah. was there look, it was if, funny if, at first yeah uh, look if these if, if this team is gonna find a way you know Every time we, we, so many people counted them out all year. So many people sat here and went, This is a fraud. I don't feel like, like this is a real team. They're going to lose in the first round. Oh, Denver's going to jack stomp them. Oh, the Clippers, it's, 
it's over. The Clippers have got it figured out. This is another place, right? Let's yep. take game six and then let's roll the dice on Thursday in Phoenix. It's yeah. that simple. Just just get it back to Phoenix and then whatever happens, happens. Go out there and play your damn hearts out. Leave everything you have. And if game seven happens, great. Make it happen. Will it? Play like this is your last game in the NBA on well, on Tuesday. And to that point, the Suns are for the first time this postseason truly pushed into a corner. And we are really going to see how who this team is, what what their capacity is, how big their hearts are, because they are officially on elimination watch. And they're going to hear it from the media. If they're smart, they won't listen to it. You know, I, I will say this. For the past, like, three days, I have pretty much had zero Twitter usage. I'll go on there a little bit. But I really, and, you know, mm. Dave, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm not writing a ton of articles right now, and I really should be for Brightside. But I'm just trying to, like disengage emotionally because the emotional investment that we're feeling is something that, you know, Espo, I know you and I have definitely been through Matthew. You're really getting baptized by it right now. You were saying while we're watching the game, you're like, I can't take this shit. You know, it's just like so well, much to get into the finals. Yeah. Yes, sucks, exactly. Being, welcome to the hellfire. My yes, friend, welcome to the, hell I would rather fire. just the 21 seasons are good for me. You know how the summer's <laughs> off, do what I want, put on that new tank, and go swimming. Honestly, but I want to go back to what Espo said too, like how, you know, listen to the media and you don't have to, but the teams that the Suns went through too to get to this point, you think about the Lakers. Yeah, they won in the bubble, but Anthony Davis like has to prove himself more, right? He can't just win that bubble championship. Then you go through the Clippers in the third round and like that's a team made up of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, guys that need to prove themselves still. Maybe not Kawhi, but Paul George has to, still hasn't. Jokic, MVP, go through him. He has that battle, too, to where he needs to go to the finals and win it. The Suns are in the finals. Yeah, they skipped a step. And, of course, I don't want to listen or look forward to next year and thinking, like, oh, this team's young. They'll get back together. They can do it again. No, I want to win it right now. And then you're also facing Giannis, too, who had to prove himself. He's finally here. He's taken forever to get here. And I'm not saying, you know, there's no skip stepping. I am very proud of the Suns team. But the teams that they defeated, those are the most scrutinized teams. Now, if they don't win it, then maybe they start getting scrutinized. But it's just a step there, too, that now they're in this group of teams, but they proved themselves out West to battle the, those teams and get to this point. That is something that is huge. And I still want to win it all. I'm just saying those other teams that they played were scrutinized as hell. Now, look, this this is your opportunity. You're here. This is This is your chance. The West gets no easier next year, and there's no guarantee that guys who had career years have career years again. There's no guarantee that Chris Paul is even here next year. You have two games to win it, and I I, I don't like to talk of, well, the window's open because it's a young core. That, that doesn't fly with me, right? We've seen what young cores can do here. Mm -hmm. It's not always pretty. Things can go sideways, and the disease of more took down greater teams than this. Mm -hmm. If you want to win, your path is clear. Win two games in a row. Win in Milwaukee Tuesday, win here on Thursday, and you've got an NBA championship. Everything else is noise and a hell of a lot harder than winning back-to-back -back games here. Amen. Amen. Watch 2021.
So DeAndre Ayton's final stat line tonight, 7 of 12 from the field. He had 20 points, 10 rebounds, uh, only two personal fouls in this game. Or I'm sorry, I read the wrong line there. Four personal fouls, a lot of those coming late. Um, you know, I will say this about DeAndre Ayton. I, put a, I did pop on the tweeter for a little bit and put a tweet out there uh, after that first half, and I, I stand by that tweet. I really think that DeAndre Ayton had a very – pedestrian first half you look at you look at his statistics and we always talk about with da it's not about the box score 20 and 10 in the nba finals guess what good box score uh, good box score da really looked nice watching him on the court was not good tonight there were plenty of opportunities and matthew mentioned this a little bit on the last podcast and i feel like he got shot down a little bit uh but a Shocker. lot of oppor- <laughs> shut up matthew i'm talking shut um, up <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times there were switches in which he had, whether it was Connington or Drew Holiday. And again, I'm going to go back to the fact that like DA had Drew Holiday pinned down a couple times, didn't get the ball right away, and then would just fade away from the action, go to the weak side and watch the play and become a spectator. And the Suns, again, in that, those situations, you get DA the ball, you have him go at Holiday, and maybe Holiday will pick up a foul and take him out of the rhythm. And I think that DA's lack of aggressiveness coupled with the fact that he returned to having some stone hands a, a few possessions tonight. You know, I hate to revert back to some of what a lot of the naysayers were saying in the middle of the season, but that came to fruition tonight. Now, you're going to see those kind of things when you're playing in an opposition that knows how to fluster him. They know to swat at the ball. Every time he gets the ball, he's getting swatted at. So they're going to try to uh, do the things to have him revert to that skill set that a lot of people thought wasn't necessarily positive. Uh, but he needs to be more – he needs to call for the ball more. And he needs to stop being a spectator. He needs to stop watching the rebound. He needs to – I mean, there was one play with Bobby Portis where they had – there was three sons down there. Bobby Portis got two offensive rebounds and then an and one. All DA needed to do on that play was locate Bobby Portis and box. You don't need to go for the rebound, big guy. You got Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder right there. Find the guy, box him out, team rebounding. And instead, he's trying to do the tap-it-to-himself thing – Get Bobby Portis gets the ball twice and then gets the and one. And that was one of those plays uh, that really, really frustrated me. Hey, they've got a guy in the front office that needs to be spending the next two days with DeAndre Ayton everywhere he's going, throwing his ass into him and showing him this is how you box out. This is how you get the ball when a smaller guy is guarding you. Mark West, Big Daddy, needs to just be right next to right, right next to DeAndre Ayton every second and just throw throw his backside into him every every time he's not paying attention. Just do it until DeAndre registers. This is what I need to do when I have Drew Holiday on me in the yes. post. Like that drove me nuts. There were two or three times in the second half where they had a mouse in the house and he could not get position on the guy. That's what he needs to work on. And this is not a condemnation of DA as a whole. Nope. It's one thing that he needs to work on that can take that, that his game to that next level. How he could have dominated in the fourth, in the third and fourth, to try to help them win. Because two extra baskets are the difference here if he, if he backs down a smaller guy. Instead, he lets the smaller guy front him, and then Devin or CP3 or McHale, whoever has the ball on the wing, isn't willing to pass it into him with the smaller guy fronting him. He needs to get position. 
Yeah, he's not there yet either, and it's probably going to be another offseason, right? So where he can work on positioning, work on his moves down low. Um, of course, it's a lot to expect in the next two games, uh, assuming this goes to game seven for DeAndre Aiden. To, you know, when those mismatches are there, just like last game we talked about, that he just doesn't want the ball. He just shies away from it. That happened all first half. Second half, like like John said, there were a two, I think two possessions where he had the mismatch and he had a position. He did, but it was only like for a split second. And you need to hit him right there or do that. Otherwise, he's going to run away from it. So I think he just doesn't have that in his offensive game yet. So they're trying to still do just the same DA, you know, rim running, do what he can in the post. If he can get underneath the rim, yeah, throw it to him. But the, the post-up stuff's just not there yet. And you would like to attack those mismatches. It's just I don't think they can right now. And it sucks because you're going to get it a lot on these switches. It's just no one's really comfortable with him having the ball in those situations. Or getting the ball to him. You know, that's the other thing is it takes a long time sometimes for Booker or Chris Paul to realize that the mismatch is there. And then when the opposition's putting their hands up, they just go, eh, well, pass around. Like yeah. they don't make it. You know, when you see the, that opportunity, drive a little bit. Have, you know, the lane, go, their hands are up like this. Go around them real quick and maybe you can get a, a rim running pass to DA because he's going to make that over Drew Holiday. There, there was one play in the, that first quarter. And, and again, that's the emotional roller coaster of the playoffs, man. I tell you, that first quarter was just so unbelievably fantastic for Phoenix. They scored 37 points to the Bucks 21. And you were just, you know, we were fist pumping, saying, fuck yeah. I mean, that's, it was great. And then to come out and give up 43 points in the second quarter and only score 24 and then go down at halftime. I mean, that game just epitomized the entire playoff run of just emotional roller coaster. And again, a game is a game is a game. And going into game six, these are the opportunities that the Suns have not only to score points because you need, you need more than, than Devin Booker. You just do. You need to have something that works. And if you have DA and mismatches, you have to take advantage of those mismatches when they present themselves. The same way that the Bucks, when they find mismatches, they execute when those occur. When you have Mikhail Bridges on uh, Chris Middleton, like you said, Espo, Br- Bridges has been burned by Middleton all series long. You got to make that adjustment. And if you don't, the Bucks are going to burn you on that as they have done throughout the series. You put... Mikhail Bridges on Drew Holiday starting next game. It, it, it's got to be the move yes. you make. And then you have Booker, guard Middleton, and you make them work for the points. You make both of those guys work on both ends, right? I it, It's fine. I know you want Devin fresh on the offensive end. Well, guess what? You need defense right now. You need to slow down the Bucks' big three. It's the only way you're going to win game six. And would there not be a sweeter thing than to beat the Bucs at home with their fans chanting the Bucks in six now and shut that deer garden up or whatever yeah. the deer Close district, it down. Whatever the hell they call it. And then say, all right, everything, one game, let's see what the hell happens, right? I don't care if you have to muck it up like the Clippers did in that series to slow the Bucks down. Now, I'm not saying... Don't headbutt guys. Don't seriously hurt people. But I mean, just get down and dirty. Play foul hard. Make them earn every bucket that they get. Slow it down until it grinds every every shot that they have. Like just just do whatever it takes. Right? It that that can fix a lot of wounds. You're going to have a lot of Suns fans singing a different tune. That team's going to feel a lot different if you find a way. You pull it out 
when nobody expects it anymore. Matt, there's a game seven. Like today, I didn't sit down once, right, John? I was walking <laughs> no. back and forth. If there is a game seven, is there something I can take where I can just float in the air or something? Because I don't know. Yeah, I can't even walk gummies. around. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just sit Just there, get some of those some gummies. gummies. Yeah, and just, you know, just enjoy the ride, man. I mean, it's just – and I think that, you know, it's an astute observation with Mikhail Bridges because guess what? This isn't like the Los Angeles Clippers where every guy on the court could beat you offensively. You can take Chris Paul and just put him on Tucker because Tucker's a zero and guess on offense. And if he starts to back down Chris Paul a couple possessions, Chris Paul will pull the chair on him. He'll do something crafty on him. Or you could throw a double on him because he's not the greatest of passers. So that is something that the Suns could do to negate that effectiveness. Real quick, where'd you get that hat, Espo? Uh, this was a just sports hat. The Suns Jam Session podcast is brought to you by Just Sports. Enter the code SUNSJAM at checkout for any of your online orders and receive 15% off of your purchase. That's right. Let them know that the Suns Jam Session guy sent you. Again, that is promo code SUNSJAM when checking out at shopjustsports.com. Such they a shameless throw, plug. They tried to throw me out again when I gave them the... <laughs> The Suns Jam Session code it's in person. Online shopjustsports.com. You say my name in, in there. I'm the guy who goes in there and puts all of our business cards and all the Suns yeah. clothes, and they probably hate me for littering. They're probably annoyed that people guy. still go to stores to actually buy stuff. They're like, just go online. They Pretty sure that's their full business. They're 16 dude. years old, and they're like, I don't want to be here, sir. <laughs> to hell, who is this old man with a beard jamming cards in my shirts that I have to go refold? Damn it. That's, a, that's the problem here. They're just not happy with that. I just, uh, uh, uh. it's that kind well, of night, boys. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And again, you know, it's a game where you had all of the starters for the Suns scoring double figures. You had 40 from Devin Booker, 21 from Paul, 20 from Aiton, 13 from Bridges, 10 from Crowder. But it was ultimately the big three from the Bucks: Giannis with 32, Chris Middleton with 29, Drew Holiday with 27. And the ever-annoying Pat Connaughton going four for six from three, scoring 14 points off the bench for Wide the Bucks, Wide open. Wide open looks. Wide, and yet we were talking about that while we were watching the game together. How Perfect easy. form, perfect pass. No one Wide open. Jack it up, buddy. You don't have to dribble anything. Caught right in the chest. James know. Jones knows. Yeah. James right. Jones sitting there watching like, damn it. Like, you know, and again, uh, you know, I think Saul was saying it earlier uh, and is absolutely right. A lot of our guys shot really, really well. I mean, Bridges, three for three from three. Jay Crowder, two for four from three. Uh, Cam Johnson, two for two for three. Torrey Craig was one for, one for three from three. But at the same time, we had a lot of guys that were open too. And I know that there was a couple plays, Matthew, where we're like, yeah, to end the third quarter, Devin Booker wanted to take the final shot to end the third quarter. He gets double teamed. He still holds the ball. He still holds the ball. He he met yeah, Cam yeah, Johnson sitting yeah. there like doing like jumping jacks. He's doing Pilates. He's doing some of those burpees because he's he's so open. And Booker did not give the ball to him. And I think that as the Suns are looking to make adjustments going into game six, that's got to be it. Trust your guys. Trust those around you. Trust the guys who made the big shots throughout the playoffs, throughout the season. The guys who got you here. Devin Booker scored 40 points again tonight. And I love him for it because you know what? He doesn't quit. There is no, you know, uh, uh, die in this guy. He's somebody who, when you look at him, he's given us everything he has in the series. Yeah, game three was a dud, but he's proven that he has the heart of a champion. But the next step for him is to realize that those around him are what are going to make him successful. 
Michael Jordan didn't stop or didn't start winning until he started realizing, hey, those around me are what are going to allow me to win championships. And Devin Booker is going to have to look at that film, look at it hard, and realize a lot of his teammates are wide open. Allow them the opportunity to take that shot. You're the guy. You're the gravity. Everybody's going to come to you. So pass the ball. I mean, he shot the ball 33 times tonight. The Suns shot the ball 87 times. Devin Booker shot 40% or 38% of the Suns' shots. Just don't pull a Kobe and only pass. And watch yes. Be a deciding yes. Game. Still shoot. Yeah. But, but pick your po- – what drives me nuts is we. how many games this year did we say the Suns fell in love with the three even though they weren't hitting them and they just kept shooting them and it shot them out of the game. Tonight was the opposite. They were hitting their threes and forgot to shoot threes. Yeah. Like it was weird. Like they just stopped shooting threes at some point when when they were hitting them, and it was just it was frustrating. But by the way, breaking news. Uh oh, breaking news. Ballers. DraftKings free to play pools are keeping it cool all summer long. Choose from a wide variety of free contests to enter the pool. Answer a handful of questions. Make picks for free and grab your share of ten thousand dollars in weekly prizes. Dive into DraftKings pools today. Entering one of DraftKings free-to-play pools is simple. Just download the DraftKings app and head to the pool pages. Select from one of DraftKings' many contests ranging from sporting events that evening to wacky weather Wednesday. I still don't know what that is, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna participate in a wacky weather Wednesday at some point. Then make your picks, watch the action unfold. Entries with the most correct answers will be deemed the winners, which is how winning works. And now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code DRYHEAT. That's code DRYHEAT, not dry heave, which is what a lot of us wanted to do after this game. All players will have a shot, a, a free shot at grabbing $10,000 in weekly prizes without spending a dime. That's code DRYHEAT to feel the sweat only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com details got to get the sponsors in there. you are getting very very good at that read my friend it's only the second time i've done it today so <laughs> i know why uh, not why not well let's uh let's throw this segment out there real quick um jam star of the game jam star of the game devin booker begrudgingly mm, but yeah it's i'm gonna go Cameron johnson no but i like how you talk about booker you know 40 point games back to back and then when he gets in the situation towards the end of the game when he's just shooting all the time he doesn't want to really trust his teammates not that he doesn't trust them but it's just an adjustment that he has to make where he's already making everything that he's shooting up there so he's going to continue to do that and it kind of sucks towards the end when he just doesn't want to pass it up uh but yeah i'm going to give it to devin booker can you uh can you just hit the uh the other favorite segment that we don't do anymore. Dario. The Sarge smoke break. I need to sit on the stoop right now behind that circle. K then ask Dario to pass me one of those things. I haven't had a cigarette like that since college, but I also haven't been screwed like this in back to back games in a long time as well. So a smoke. Sounds very nice yes, right about I, now. And I think all Suns fans could use that. It's going to be a rough few days going into Tuesday. 
but don't give up hope yet. There's still a slight bit of light coming in through that doorway. And the suns can still kick it open. But God, we all need a smoke right now. Well, do you know what that ray of light is? It's the suns. I thought you were going to start singing Madonna Ray of Light. No. <laughs> I was going to do a share. I was going to auto-tune Believe. Do you believe in life after game five? Right. No, I'm going to start smoking crack. If we don't get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looking at game six, it is Tuesday night. It is in the Deer District or whatever, the Five Z's whatever forum. Um, real quick. Footprint Center. Matthew, thoughts? Uh, I don't care. Arena names are really weird. I still call it AWA, so it doesn't matter. There, to me. there you go. Irony in it, a footprint played a big, big difference in this game. If they don't call a foul and Giannis's footprint was obviously out of bounds, uh, it's a different game in, in that fourth quarter. So <laughs> just a thought. Not oh, fair. Not, whatever on the name. Okay. But, you know, I, already smoked my yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, look. Look, uh, it's still buck season. We may, we still may bag a, a, a seven pointer. You know, we, we got a chance, and all you want is a chance at this point in the year. Yeah. So, what the hell? Why not? Why not? Uh, you, you know, know, actually, Vanessa Hudgens. I blame her for this loss. Did you see what she did to that beautiful uh, retro Black Suns jersey? No, she I hacked didn't. it off to give her a bid drift. Ah. I don't care. You don't you don't ruin a beautiful jersey like that. I don't care who you are. I don't I care think... what version of a uh, high school the musical you've been in. You do not cut a, a piece <laughs> of art like she did with that. So I I blame LeBron for being there. I just I always blame LeBron for everything, and I blame him for wasting forty five minutes of my day today as I was bored on a Saturday and started watching Space Jam two. Realized that the gate or the entire movie doesn't take place in space. And therefore turned it off. So it's not. It's like internet jam. So uh, avoid that. Um, but you know what? Truthfully, I, I there's not. You don't blame anybody for a loss like this. You take a look at it. You see where you have the opportunity to be better, and you know that the Suns can be better. And again, in my opinion, they're the better team. If you look at them from a team standpoint, we're deeper, and we have a and we have a just a better. We play three guys though. Three guys are playing though too, right? Off the yeah, bench. Well, yeah, Cameron Payne, yeah. Torrey Craig, Cam Johnson. Like they put mm-hmm. no small guys in there because they can't afford to do so. But I do think that those, you know, their three, campaign Torrey Craig, and Cam Johnson are better than Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, and Jeff Teague. Like we're better. And you throw Bryn Forbes if they want to, you know, throw a, a fourth guy in there. Uh, we're yeah. we're a better team. We just again poor execution, poor coaching in in certain situations, and you're still in this game and still in this series. So yes. Is the road ahead of us hard? Absolutely. But it's the Phoenix Suns. Why wouldn't it be? Nothing's ever easy for us. Nothing's ever been easy for us. We lose coin flips. We leave guys wide open with huge threes and let Michael Jordan's team win. Steve Nash gets thrown around like a crash test dummy. Ron Artest changes his name to Meta World Peace and still has some, you know, he's making put back threes or put back layups on missed threes. I mean, it's just we're we're a story, a storied franchise that has a history of almost. And you know what? We've almost won our third game in the NBA Finals twice now. So let's go get it on Tuesday, huh? Let's go get, for the first time in the history of the franchise, a third win in an NBA Finals. Because we didn't do it in 76, and we didn't do it in 93. But look, you you did not instill confidence by bringing up all the past. 
But that's yeah, right. How many but times we have to go through that stuff? How many times, if I do another <laughs> podcast and we have to add this freaking finals to that, whatever we talk about with the bad history, I'm going to, never mind. I don't know. You're going to smoke some I'm crack? I'm sick of hearing all this crap. You're dude. likely going to, you know, at the rate we're going, you may smoke have some to. Crack. No, <laughs> smoke crack? Smoke. <laughs> you may have to add this to the list. Okay. But man, I hope not. I <laughs> hope not. That dude. list I can't sucks. Yes. That whole list sucks. Uh, look, I think that guy. The in the, I think that guy in the crowd behind Walmart, uh, Guy Fieri, was a perfect metaphor for Suns fans. This series, they counted their money too early. Mm-hmm. Stop counting mm-hmm. the damn money, and you know the Suns. Even I think they got they counted their money. They got happy on the farm. Whatever the hell you want to say. And now they get to tap back into what they've been. That underdog, that group that shocked the world, the group that was where they shouldn't have been and still got it done. Where's that team? Wake up and show up in Milwaukee on Tuesday. Without that, you're done. So how about you actually tap into the heart, the hustle, the hope, the team that got you here and be that group. Be that group from game one and two in this series the first quarter of this game get out there and do something special that nobody expects you to on Tuesday because that's what it's going to take to stay alive. And that's what we need to see. No, beautiful. And you, it's the team, right? I mean, John and I keep talking about how the Suns are the better team, but the last two games, it does not look like it looks like the bucks are actually the ones adjusting doing making the correct plays i know they're making absolutely ridiculous shots all the time but they are playing like a team something the suns have not done the last two games that's three shit um on that note i think i'm ready to get out of here it's uh it's a saturday night i'm just gonna drink my sorrows away because you know what i feel like that so uh if you're watching please subscribe on youtube and smash the like button while you're here you can become an elite jamster or flaming baller simply by clicking the join button or following the link in the description if you're listening on the bright side of the sun podcast network you can hear matthew breathing loudly you can subscribe rate and review via the bright side of the sun podcast network for all your favorite phoenix suns content Follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam and at Suns Solar Panel. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. At Vincent Vega. Did you say at Vincent Vega? Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Pulp Fiction last night. I was about to say, I'm like, wow, a Pulp Fiction <laughs> reference, Matthew. Wow, that was deep, yeah. man. All right. That made me, I feel good now. There you go. You happy. can follow Espo. At Suns and Seven. Why the hell not? It's better than the alternative. <laughs> Dot com. Uh, there you go. Matthew, you got anything else for everybody? Yeah, go home and smoke crack with your family. (laughs) And cry yourself to sleep. Ahoy, (laughs) oi. Take care, everybody.